and welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway. I'm joined, as usual, by Chris Salona. This is episode 77, and, you know, we're I think we're excited for this one, right, Chris? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're back. Yeah. I mean, we thought it was over yeah, for a little back. bit, but we're back. We are back. Yeah, this is, um, we're recording, what day is today? is August 31st. It's a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, last day of August. Uh, last day of August, so... That's pretty cool. We do love when September comes around. So this will be, um, we'll be right in the thick of this when it, thick of September when it comes out. Yeah, uh, I believe September, September 12th. The, the 12th of September, this puppy's coming out into the world. So uh, we'll be rolling right along. September is, I mean, I think it's your favorite. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but September is my favorite month. Well, it's a good thing you didn't speak for me because it's not my favorite month. <laughs> I think I remember you saying this. Um, yeah. I like, I'll just, I mean, I like September because football starting back up it is our birthday month that's true and it's the end of summer so it starts cooling off a little bit the humidity kind of starts leaving yeah at least in pennsylvania Alabama, i mean don't, six, don't get me wrong I, for a little i bit. like september it's just it's just not my favorite what's your favorite it's got to be june or july i think august okay. august is good too august is really good yeah, yeah i like august i had a good august i had a good you like june the, and july like the, the dog days of summer yeah man give me give me the heat <laughs> give it to me nice well that's Good to know. Um, is it, this is a good month because obviously our birthdays come up on September twenty yes. eighth. We share a birthday. I think you guys probably know this by now if you've been following for a while. Maybe not, but pretty unreal that we uh, not only are you know best friends, but have the same birthday. Yeah, those probably. are some long odds that that happened the way. Yeah, it did. I was gonna say it's like. I mean, I don't know what the odds of having a best friend is. Probably even smaller. Probably than pretty high. I mean, a lot the- of people don't even have a best friend. So yeah, yeah. There I you guess go. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to be talking about the Smashing Pumpkins and episode at that, long last, baby. At, yeah, dude. The people have been asking. We've denied them hose water, as we like to say. Yeah, we've had a, we had a few people join the Patreon, um, and specific. I, I I believe specifically to request that we do a Smashing Pumpkins episode. We had a $2 patron that joined and then five minutes later requested the pumpkins on the post where we were soliciting the suggestions from the people. So uh, I hope this makes hope this makes them happy in particular. Yeah, I totally agree. This one's for them. Um, and I'm excited. I do like the Smash of Pumpkins quite a bit. So uh, we're going to get into what songs and what albums we like the most. A lot of the early stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, we do have some people to thank thank our sponsors which like you said last time uh, we are completely independently funded no corporations here just None of uh, that. just the hard the hard working uh people of the world that support grunge bible absolutely grunge bible podcast grunge bible enterprises the all grunge of it. <laughs> bible media universe yeah we don't take money from the corporations uh we don't take money Not from yet. lobbyists super PACs, anything like that uh, we are for uh, we're for music fans just like us because that's really all we are. We are not the historical sources. Exactly. Um, we're just here to 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 talk about music because life's about people and life's about art, and that's what we're here for. So the the running list as we like to keep here of the top level patrons who keep this thing going. Uh, episode seventy seven uh, in honor of the great Raymond Bork. Uh, we would like to thank. Faith Bittner, Chris LSMS, Sonny Mashburn, Kayla Jean, Alexis Shannon, Marianne, Nikki Six, Release Millie, Laura Nyreen, Captain Hightop, Black Hole Sean, Doug Endy, Jade Mercado, Alex Long, Darian Riddle, 
Rachel Corning, Fuck Soup, Wayne Staley, our number one fan from Australia, What the Fuck is Up Denny's, Jamie Lynn, Fresh Tendonitis, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, Carlene Salona, Kara Kay, The Blue Owl, Brother Nature, Kitty Cooper, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Shoe the Shoeless, and I Hate Your Mom. That's the list. That's amazing. Yeah, they're they're in amazing. our corner. They're fighting for yeah. us each and every day. Yep. If there's somebody, if there are people that we can count on in, in our world, it's yeah. Because that's that the thing. A lot of times, people. a lot of times, people will tell you that they're in your corner, and people will tell you that they're fighting for you, but they they don't back it up. I mean, that list of people that I just read, they they tell us, and they and they they remind us mm-hmm. once a month with their donation to us. Yeah, and we have a few friends and family sprinkled in there. Yeah, but. Um, you know, percentage wise, it's a bunch of people that don't know us personally. Exactly. So I always, I always, you know, I always find that interesting that our, yeah. I like know, that I, though. I guess, yeah, of course. So do I. Well, I, I actively campaign amongst my friends and family for them to not listen. They get enough of me in the, in the, in the day to day. They don't need to listen to me. My mindless drivel about, uh, the smashing pumpkins, for example, and Billy Corgan. <laughs> It's just not for them, I guess. No, it's it's, but, it's not. It might be though. Who knows? So if you if you are sitting there listening and you go, you know what, these guys are funny. These guys are great, and I want to be, I want to be one of those supporters. Well, today is your day, and um, it's pretty easy. Just follow the links in our bio, and you'll find a way to join the Patreon. There's and in the show $5. notes, it's that easy. And the show notes, yeah. So you know, or just send us a message, and I'll send you the link. But yeah. um, maybe today's the day that you ante up two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. Um, three different levels. So that would just mean the world to us. It would really be um, an amazing mid mid September gift. So think about that and let us know, and we'll bring it up at the end of the episode if you make it that far. It will be fantastic. So I say we just. Get right into this, Chris. Well, actually, we do have a little housekeeping. You want to talk about the uh, the road trip is a, is upon us. That's so, true. Yeah, it's, so, it's I mean, here, basically. It's it's tough because, I mean, this is coming out two weeks before we actually leave. Right now, it's, we're four weeks. We're within a month, though. And yeah. actually, you know, as this re- is being recorded, we are four day, three days away from the Wembley Stadium right. uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute show. So... They're getting geared up over there to um, have a special night. And I was thinking about it the other day too, Chris. It's going to be really special. Like, I mean, we have some other things planned. We're going to Colorado, then driving and have another, another two other concerts we're going to go to. But, you know, this is planned around one of our favorite, you know, favorite bands, favorite, you know, genres and a really in, um, influential drummer that we lost. And, it's going to be really special. I mean, like we've watched videos of like the Cornell tributes and I, I think sometimes like this isn't a concert we're going to, we're not going to see the Foo Fighters. We are going to a tribute for a human being that we lost and it's going to be emotional. I mean, I, I I really don't know how I'm going to feel when the day comes. It's going to be really special though. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny because we've had the tickets for a little while. We've made the plans for a while. We've had a lot of the major cogs in the wheel planned for, for, for a good bit of time here. And honestly, I've been so busy that I haven't really thought about it a whole lot right. in, in terms of what it's going to feel like and, and yeah. what to expect. And honestly, I don't really know that I want to think about it a whole lot beforehand. And for example, um, with the upcoming Wembley show, like I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um, I, right. I, I've been going back and forth and 
uh, people have been DMing like, oh, like, are you going to watch this week? You're, I'm so excited. Like, I, I don't really want to watch it, number one, because I, I want to go into the one that I'm attending fresh. And I know there's a lot of crossover with like who's going to be at each of uh, who's going to be at yeah. both of them. And and honestly, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to post highlights of it, for example. Right. Um, it's going to be available on YouTube. I think MTV's channels carrying it's going to be on peacock paramount whatever the hell um all that all that shit so yeah i don't, I don't think i'm gonna watch it but I'm, I'm getting excited um i haven't thought specifically or studied the list of who's going to be there really to be completely honest with you um mm-hmm. i almost prefer it that way yeah yeah i'm anticipating yeah, I... it but not I'm, I'm not anticipating specific parts of it because i think just to be able to go there and 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 go in there fresh i think it'll be cool yeah. and real cathartic and yeah, and we'll give a we'll give a good review after after the fact, and we'll talk yeah. about it. So you know that time will come. But I, I agree. I think I'm going to go into this one as with as little exposure to um, to what's going on. So it'll be special, even more special um, when we get there, because it's going to be. Like I said it's. I'm I'm ready to be like it's going to be like a, a freight train hitting us. I think in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, so. I just yeah I, I don't know what to expect, and and I don't want to speculate. I just kind of want to process it in real time. And be see present, what the, yeah. see what the deal is and be be present exactly right so i'm really looking forward to that and like you said the time this episode is out will be less than two weeks away from uh traveling out west we're going to see a front bottom show uh in uh, mm-hmm. in boulder colorado on uh, september the 25th and then we're going to travel west to los angeles so hopefully uh california and, and colorado both treat us well and uh who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll meet some uh, meet meet some people out there, and uh, it'll be good. Yeah, there's a lot to do in California. A lot for us to do if we wanted yeah. to. So we're a lot to be, do, um, not a lot of time. Yeah. So so that's right. I um, like it that way. Right. So let's move into Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I think um, when I hear Smashing Pumpkins, the first and you know prevailing thought I have about them is like this atmospheric type of soft interluding, you know, intertwining music that kind of gets interrupted by these like big riffs and like almost like it's like galactic, you know, kind of like piercing you know, That's guitar a good riffs way to describe it. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like such a big flow and it takes you it's like it's like that meme of Billy Corgan on the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. But it's like it's so atmospheric but it's like it's actually, I feel like you're, yeah, in space coming back. And it's just so, like, very, you know, melancholy and infinite sadness. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, an, it's a great, that's a great t- uh, album title for this band. And I just, I think that it just has this awesome flow to their music. And it's really, it can be really, like, abrasive in a way. Yeah. And super, like, when they jam, dude, they rock. I mean, they, like rip into their guitars jimmy chamberlain is one of uh an incredible drummer that he's fantastic um, could get a lot more recognition for the era and um you know billy is billy i mean right what, he's yeah, a great, billy he's and James great composer. playing guitar i mean yeah, that's yep. a fantastic live and compliment. darcy is yeah, yeah darcy was great she's really good yeah and then like you know sometimes maybe because billy does so much of the composing and you know of course there's some beef with billy People like are rubbed the wrong way. Yeah. But, and, and Darcy's and not in composer. the band anymore. You know, I mean, right. Billy, 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 Billy rules a tight ship apparently. Yeah. And we're not going to get too much into all that because I don't know. We probably don't know the story the way that, I mean, no one, I mean, 
No one knows the story except uh, <laughs> yeah. those involved. But they, they really is a great uh, set of people. And like I said, it, if you can play a set with Billy and, and play a Smashing Pumpkins set, you are extremely talented because there's a lot of nuance in their music that yes. um, is really, you, know, you can appreciate a lot when you listen to them. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I think speaking to the musicianship, listening to the studio tracks, they're so intricate and, and well thought out. And, and Billy being the architect behind a lot of it, particularly the guitar work, it's really impressive stuff. But even more impressive is the fact that they can go out and play these songs live. And like you said, I think if you can... And, and they've had a lot of um, they've had a lot of touring members and people who have played with them live on various tours that they've done over the last thirty years. And like you said, if you can hold on and if you can play a, a, a pumpkin set, you are a very very talented musician. And I think we 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 get kind of caught up in what our favorite songs are and what our favorite lyrics might be or our favorite albums. And we think more about them as as kind of a package. But when you get into the nuts and bolts of it, it's really really impressive. I mean even We've both said that Mayonnaise is our favorite Smashing Pumpkin song. When you really take a second to, um, I guess, when you stop thinking about the way the song makes you feel and then you just think about the way the song is, if that makes sense, and, and, and what it's composed of and what it's comprised of, it's really impressive what they're able to do. Um, yeah. And I totally agree with what you said earlier about kind of the space that they inhabit. They're kind of they're almost shoegazy. And I think oh, something, yeah. something that I think about a lot of the popular music of the 90s and, and of grunge alternative, a lot of it is just great pop writing, for example, you know, ne Nevermind and, and Nirvana a lot. I mean, even some Pearl Jam stuff. And there's a lot of great pop music writing. And I don't mean that as a pejorative. I just, that's a fact. I mean, it's, it's, it's pop music and they're great at writing. I don't feel that way about the pumpkins. I feel like it's, it's uh, ambitious. Isn't more ambitious. Isn't the right way to say, it because that sounds like I'm detracting against the bands that I think wrote pop music, but it's just, it's it's super super nuanced i think and it's yeah it is it is ambitious a lot of these albums are ambitious and the way they put them together they're long albums they're right um, yeah, there's they a lot of subject matter to them and and case in point i haven't even probably listened to one more than one third of what they've done in the studio uh just because there's so much of it um but they're really really talented and kind of like a main they brought that kind of like shoegaze galactic like you said atmospheric a little bit more to the mainstream where it wasn't kind of right. as um like scene specific as i think like the cure would be or even like some of radiohead's more esoteric stuff i would say yeah they're they're definitely coined as one of the leading alternative rock bands right you know no Pearl Jam gets that a little bit or yeah, the cure and stuff. Well, that's the crazy thing in the nineties. What the hell did alternative even right. mean? Because there's Changes so many bands going blown for blow. You know, you have, you have Pearl Jam, you have fuck even Jane's addiction in there. Then you have the pumpkins. Right. Then you have your, uh, you know, your kid rock in the late nineties was, you know, Creed. <laughs> like what's alternative? Like what's grunge? Who knows? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Any exactly. of this. Um, yeah, it's oh man, they, they got they have a good library. I mean, and going back to mayonnaise, I I wanted to bring up the bridge to that, um, yeah. mainly the lyrics because I just I just simple simple lyrics that you know, make you think. You know, it's like we'll try and ease the pain, but somehow we'll feel the same. Well, no one knows where our secrets go. Yeah, and I thought about I thought about like where do our secrets go? You know, it's like back, it's like when it's almost 
it kind of, and this is how the pumpkins kind of sit in my, you know, my brain because it's very nostalgic. And when you look back, like you had, you have secrets like that were 10 years ago, right? Yeah. They were so important or whatever. But then as time passes, like, you know, those, those secrets, those things kind of fade away and you don't know where they go. And, you know, and you, during the time you try to maybe ease the pain for going back to lyrics, but, um, you know, it's just interesting. I love, I love the idea that like, you know, where did the secrets go? Yeah. It kind of disappears into it. And then, but then you hear these songs and it can, it can bring back a lot of stuff. Yes. And a lot of people in your life. And, um, but it's all different. All is different now. Yeah. It's really interesting that you say that because I've always felt that the pumpkins, if you were to have told me that they walked into the studio and their one objective was just to make music that sounded nostalgic and sad. And if they were like, I'm writing specifically for the disassociated 19 year olds that are out there that miss the past or whatever, I would believe it. I mean, they just capture that so well. And it's funny because we're here, the imposters that we are only able to give opinions after the fact, uh, apparently off of Wikipedia only. Um, I always wonder like when this music came out, did it feel as nostalgic, um, Right. Then as it does now, I would imagine there's there's been an evolution to that feeling because it's, you know, the primary audience of this music when Gish or when Melancholy or when Siamese Dream came out, they've, you know, you're 20, 25, 30 years older than you were then. I, I know that's evolved, but even for me, the first time I listened to a lot of these songs, like a song like Space Boy or Rhinoceros or Crush or Tonight Tonight, um, it just feels inherently nostalgic from my first point of contact with it. And I think that's a really impressive emotion to conjure without having the backstory because I, I don't listen to this band a bunch. They're not a band that I reach for all of the time. Um, but I'll discover songs. Like I just, I just discovered two Sheila off of the adore album like mm-hmm. a month ago. Uh, it, yeah. and, and immediately I'm like, holy shit. And like, I'm, I'm replaying memories in my past and I've never even heard this song before. And you listen to it and it's, it's so impressive the way they're able to do that. And I think for me, so much of it just comes from the guitar sounds that they have and the tone they were able to get and the phrasing, um, and the way that Billy would, would, um, compose these licks and these riffs were so complimentary to the sound and the tone that he decided to go with. And it's just, they serve the song and they serve the atmosphere of the songs so well. And I think another point um, with the pumpkins, I I think more than a lot of bands, it seems like they went in to many of their studio albums with the clear objective of making one cohesive album that flows and, and everything's complimentary. I think Um, when I listen to their, their records, always obviously front to back in order, um, it just it just flows so well, and it seems like they kind of had that greater roadmap to making music, uh, you know. And Billy came prepared with with what his vision would be for uh, for a record. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I mean, they, I find, like I said, it's a lot of chaos in their in their music. Yeah. But then what happens is it kind of like they make it out. It's like almost like you're going, you're paddling down a river, and you hit some heavy waters for like quarter mile and then all of a sudden it's completely like you come out it's chaos and all of a sudden you're just floating down the river Mm because you're back it's like back to calm because they go up and down so well and and i think that is um yeah it's just they do it really they do it really well and they do it differently i mean other you know the other i mean soundgarden would do it and pearl jam would have their jams and stuff and then they'd go soft but um you know it's just the, the pumpkins are different you know and they are different and that's why they did so well yeah um 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. I definitely, you know, I, w- I want to ask Eric Lederman about the pumpkins. You know, when you said like, were they always nostalgic? Because I feel like he would be a really, he would be a really good pulse for what it was like when you know he totally. was growing up during it. Yeah, I wrote it down. I got, I got, we got to ask him. We got to have him back on. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I know we we have a lot of patrons and and certainly a lot of listeners that are of that age bracket where you know they were in their late teens, early twenties, in the early to mid nineties. And I always wonder about that. You know, you take a song like when nineteen seventy nine drops, and I mean the whole the whole tenet of the song and the music video is just like a nostalgia bomb. So I, I have to imagine there was some semblance of that from the moment that it was released, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really really impressive. Um, what is your opinion? Because I feel like this is a hot button issue that is an essential part of the pumpkins conversation. What is your opinion of Billy's voice? Mm. Yeah, I um, I was gonna say it's sometimes like when I listen to him front to back, like I love their music, but sometimes I can, I can have fatigue with his voice and yeah. the way that he like. So I, I can't. I, I like it. I do like, cause I think it fits. It's what I know of the pumpkins and it fits really well. But, um, I do experience some fatigue at like, I don't know, song eight, like toward the second half of the, the record. I can, I can start losing, um, my love for it, I guess. But, um, I do think that it's special. It's good. I think that when he sings softly, it's really good. Like I said that, I feel like I said that about a lot of the bands and I'm not sure why I kind of gravitate towards that. But when he, when there's like piano and, in this when they have the really like mm-hmm. kind of hanging on guitar riffs that he's singing over and like that's like my favorite when corgan you know um but yeah i i experienced some fatigue that's the best way i could put it yeah <laughs> without being without saying that at one point i just i can't take it anymore <laughs> <laughs> there's a point where i drop off but um it's usually pretty good how do you feel about his voice yeah i would i would kind of agree <sighs> um I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about singing technique or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of people, you'll see people on the internet try to dunk on Billy, you know, for not being a, a, a good yeah. singer or whatever. And certainly I don't care about that. No, I don't care either. Like, I think it fits the songs. It fits what he's trying to do. And there's intent, I think, behind what he's doing. It's not like he's just throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks. Um, I feel like a lot of the same critiques that people have for and Isaac Brock, for example, are are similar to the critiques that people give about Billy's voice. I, I think it it works perfectly with what he's trying to do. Um, and like you said, when you when you hear acoustic stripped down, or when you hear slower, um, you know, piano accompanied vocals from him, he he knows what he's doing, and he's good at it. He's damn good at mm-hmm. it. So it's always it's it's like one of those things. Whenever you get a musician or a vocalist that is that spends a lot of their time singing loudly, kind of screaming or being uh, presenting abrasive vocals. I think if that's the right way to say it, um, certainly if, if any of their hits are that way, you people tend to just assume that's all they can do. But um, this is a very, they have a lot of latitude with what they're able to do. Um, I mean, they can, they can bring the noise and, and create chaos, like you said, just as well as they can be very delicate um, and it seems like creatively they had an appetite and they still have an appetite to do both of those things. And I think that's, that's always awesome when you see people um, uh, viewing both sides of that coin and, and, and oftentimes presenting it to you one song after another. And certainly on the same record, you get both sides and, and even sometimes within the same song. I love it when bands do that. Um, for example, I, I'm just thinking about it. Um, 
not not a pumpkin song but one of my favorite songs that does that is big empty by the stone temple pilots where the you know the verses are super super subdued and then things open up in the chorus especially live um i i love it when bands do that i mean mayonnaise is exactly like that you know when the song kicks in and and that second guitar comes in and the drums come in um it just it's those shift changes i think are so they they're such a good carrier of the emotion that i think the band is trying to bring to you. And I think that's when you feel it the most when everything kind of kicks in. Um, and they're really, really good at that. So I guess, you know, going through their, I mean, their first three albums are the ones that I've obviously spent the yeah. most, most time with. Yeah, like absolutely. Dish, Siamese dream. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to um, be honest. I haven't spent any time with any of their albums really past, um, past a door from 1998. So for me, it's really just right. like the first, the first four, or the you know classic yeah. lineup with Darcy and everything that that's those are yep. those are my smashing pumpkins. I haven't listened I haven't listened to anything since then to be honest. Exactly. No, I. But that's I okay. Totally it's not agree. our job. That's not our job to listen to that. Right. And there's I mean you know Siamese Dream and Melancholy. I mean and Gish have some Gish has some great stuff. They I mean they all do. But man, those two albums really do have a lot of notable songs that people will people recognize. Yes. And. um you're looking at Siamese Dreams, got Sherub Rock as the opener. I love that. That was one song that we used to jam, and it was so difficult at first. It was a lot of fun to play, but it's mm-hmm. a very difficult song. Like just high, just high pace, and um, we got today disarm uh, Hummer. I do. I like Silver Fuck a lot. Oh yeah, that's, I was, that's, I was that's hoping a, that's you would a get really some Silver one. Fuck mentioned. Oh in yeah, here. so good, uh, really good, and then. Um, I don't know when you get, you know, Melancholy's got you now 1979, Bullet, Zero, Tonight. And then one of my favorite songs is Porcelina, uh, Porcelina of the Vast Oceans. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it earlier and it's one of those, it's like, t- it's like nine and a half minutes long and it's classic. It's just classic Billy, classic pumpkins. It's so long. And uh, spoiler alert, this is going to be my song of the week. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> the early reveal. I like this uh, the a early, lot. This the early huge. release. Um, it's just, it really does exactly what I said in the beginning. It takes you on a ride. You go up and down and like, I feel like you're, you're like searching different areas and you just get the whole, and it's like it, nine minutes go by like in a snap of your finger and it's just great. Yeah. So that song was, um, super, you know, really, really good. And I'm, I'm, I'm digging it right now. You know, we're just, I'm, I'm listening to the pumpkins lately. It's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's How about huge. you? Do you have anything from, do you have anything from those two albums that like, we haven't talked about or something that just sticks out that you really want to yeah or, I, I mean or, I, or I definitely bump do into. um I, I think something a lot of these songs that we're talking about um like you said I, I always forget until I look at a list of all of their tracks how many instantly recognizable songs that they have right um and and that's I think anytime you can do that is is really really impressive I mean um, even a song like Drown, you, you know right away. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, 1979, you know that immediately. Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Um, there's so many of these songs that are instantly recognizable, and they've stood the test of time, and, and they're kind of like emblematic, I think, of what people perceive the 90s to be now in the mid-90s, and, and you know, life as a teenager or whatever. I feel like they, they inhabit that space super well. But um, I really like I really like the Gish album. I, I, I think I'm always I'm always impressed by bands' first albums, um, their first full length right. albums because 
most of the time, you know, that's their their introduction to the to the music world that I know we've spoken about a lot. And uh, Rhinoceros and Crush for me are, was, are, are two songs. I was going to bring up Rhinoceros. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And I think those are like two really, really early um, kind of previews of the um, orchestration, if that makes sense, or just the, the musical arrangements that they're able to put together uh, that we certainly saw later on with Siamese Dream and Melancholy. Um but they're just, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really impressive. Um, but I would totally agree. All of those songs that you mentioned are are favorites of mine. I also love uh, "To Forgive" off of the Melancholy album and "Stumbling" as well. Later on uh, down down mm. the line, um, that's another uh, one of theirs that I I really appreciate. And like I said, um, their album from 1998, um, "To Sheila," is just a fantastic song. There's a version of them playing that at the. Um, one of the bridge school benefits that was, I think the first time I had heard it was, was that version. And yeah, it's just a, uh, just a really, really good song. And I always go back and forth with the pumpkins because I've been fans of these three or four albums for a while. You, you get to know them early. I think anytime you start to dive into music from the nineties, um, I always go back and forth on whether or not I should get into their later catalogs, but I feel like it's one of those things that because I enjoy, I'm still enjoying what I know about them a lot and, 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 and the, the known places and the known albums, it feels kind of like too much of an assignment to get into some of their more recent stuff. And who knows if I will. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just one of those things that I think is exasperated for us running the page and doing the podcast that, you know, if there's a band that created an album from 1990 to 1999, somebody's in our inbox telling us that we should listen to them or listen to more of them. And, it gets super fatiguing and I've had so many people be like, Oh, like you really like, you just need to listen to the pumpkin straight for a week. And I, I, I just, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have it's the fortitude hard. to do it. Um, we're trying um, our best. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying, we're trying our best. And you know, for me, I'm, no, it is true. There I'm is, comfortable sticking have... with, sticking with what I know with this band, to be honest, but I'm always, I'm always open to hearing. I love hearing stories of why songs are special to people. And that's usually what can get me to, to branch out into deeper waters. If someone's like this song, like you gotta, and this is why. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about listening to newer albums for, older bands and it has it definitely has um i don't know there's a lot of skepticism that comes with listening to it. I've, i have a difficult time or whatever and it's like i don't even know why there's no you know there's no reason if you love the band then you should love it now and you should well, even it, you even even, shot, even the but, three the three new alice in chains albums i've certainly spent yeah. such a diminutive amount of time listening right. to them compared to you know um any of their any of their original ones with lane obviously yeah. and yeah, I don't know. It's but I don't think it's a, it's so much of a detraction against what they're doing recently, but it's just like I think it's a compliment to how fucking good they were back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's hard to top some of It's hard to top the I will always think that your first album, your first three albums like you're just when you're introduced like that first like that is who you are and I know like it's I mean, people get out of it and people have other, they have a lot of other interests yeah. and whatnot, but like, you know, it's okay for me to believe that, well, when, like, I, you know, Pearl Jam. Well, when, <laughs> I was just going to say, when you think about it, and I'm putting air quotes around this, like the, that there's a large number of people in the Pearl Jam's only good album was 10 category. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and like, they sucked after 1992. <laughs> 
Oh man, there's a lot. There is a lot of people that think that, and I mean, I don't want to say I understand it because they have a lot of other. I good see. Music, I can see like, where they're coming from, though, because I just, yeah, I just, and not, and not so many were in, in a different um, kind of rhetorical way. I just said the same thing about why I don't listen to the current Pumpkins albums. The, uh, the, the, the classic stuff it still does it for me. So why, <laughs> why would I go anywhere else? So I guess the more exactly. the more time I spend around these bands, the more I get it because I was such a big like oh like fuck it you know you you need to listen to the new stuff but sometimes sometimes you don't have to. I agree. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. I don't know <laughs> exactly. I, honestly, I love I love being ignorant of of things like this. And you know if I yep. if I hadn't known that the Pumpkins had released albums after 1999, I'd I'd be I'd be all right. You know, but. Now I, I have that burden. I feel like them. I have to listen as fifty percent of grunge bible. I have to listen to these things, dude. Like we talked about, it is hard. It's why to, I bought Gigaton uh, on vinyl. I have it sitting right over there. <laughs> it is hard to post local H. You know, it's just not easy. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not easy. It's really hard. Yeah, we got our Q and A. Someone says, "Can you post more local H?" And like, we're trying. Just, we're trying, man. It's just hard. Because here's the thing, and I'm, this is definitely going to be a little soapboxy and not related to the pumpkins. But we sit there at our phone screens, and we can <laughs> we can post <laughs> any song in the world. We yes. can post whatever we want, and a lot of times, local H's lottery ticket is not being chosen. Right. There is, you know, there's always a chance, right? Like, there's yeah, always, I mean, statistically, there's always, a there's always a chance for anything. <laughs> exactly. That's. I mean, it's never zero. But it's the but, same same reason. Uh, like, like uh, the de- so devil put the dinosaurs here by song. Alice in Chains. Like that 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 lottery ticket hasn't been chosen yet. It's just, and there's a reason. There's a right. reason why even Flo's lottery number comes up all the time. <laughs> right. Like Chris, if like when this comes out, we'll probably post a Smashing Pumpkins song. Um, <laughs> The odds are not stacked in, let's see, what's the most recent, like, uh, CYR, the album that came out in 2020. Yeah. Uh, well, case in point, I don't even know the, the correct pronunciation <laughs> of that, um, what that's yeah, supposed to be, or, or, or even there uh, is a 2014's CYR. Monuments to an Elegy. Uh, like the, like the, it's, yeah. the odds are not great that, uh, we're going to select that. Or we're going to use that. Yeah. And there's nothing against them. We just, yeah. But also, people by and large, hear. by and large, the whole reason why this page exists and this podcast exists is people love talking about the classics, and that's what we're here to do. Right. That's what we're here to post. They love the nostalgia and the yeah. 2020 Smashing Pumpkin albums. Not give give them the same nostalgia because yeah. they didn't get that when they were 16. They didn't mm-hmm. get that on you know wait outside the record store, get it, sit in their car without driving away from the store because yeah. they're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're they can't focus on two things. They just want to focus on yeah. listening. Which is why and that's what we remember. I'm gonna. I'm, that's why we all. Yes. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna compliment somebody on this show right now um, that I don't know. This is going to be a little bit of a, a out of left field, but you know why? I have a lot of respect for Billy Joel. Billy Joel decided in like the late '80s, he was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm not writing any more music. I'm not releasing any albums. And this man sells out Madison Square Garden like like 20 times a year, and he just plays the hits, baby. <laughs> like he just he was like, you know what? Like, he's like, I'm done. I'm not I'm not writing anything else. Like I totally I can totally see where that's coming from. I mean, both both ways. I mean, you if you're an accomplished mu- musician, you deserve to make that call if you want to go and make a progressive rock album you go ahead and do that just as if you just want to say screw it i'm done writing you can go ahead and do that yeah and i always think like um i always think about 
the writing process and what goes into writing the first album and second album and then, you know, the life events in it. And at some point I can understand that like, you know, you feel like you've written about all of the, you know, the situations that you've experienced, that you've written about what you have to write about. And yeah. I mean, I guess you, ha- you need more time to pass, but like when people have such great influence from events and whatnot, like, I mean, I can imagine how hard the process would get. And then like, then when your only job is to make music and you're rushing it, that's when you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to dilute your catalog with certain things. It's like the Kurt Cobain quote, <laughs> words suck. Everything has been said. Everything's been said. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been said. <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. Man. But back to, you know, the pumpkins, they are great. Smashing pumpkins, man. It's almost, they have, a, they have a place. It's prime season for them. The, the right, October's right. coming. Yeah, I mean, like I said, these guys, um, Billy, <laughs> he was uh, he was great. He was really great for the time and, and the period. I wonder, like, I mean, it just wouldn't be the same if he was if he wasn't out there now. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say, you know, who's the Billy Corgan? Well, that's now? the thing. Yeah. Every everybody's got an opinion about Billy Corgan. Well, yeah. Well. If you guys have made it to this point of the podcast, um, thank you. You are, yeah. First off, thank you. But that means you're a prime subject to become a Patreon. Yeah. If you are listening and you've made it to episode seventy-seven, the end of it, I think it's time to ante up. We're only asking for maybe two dollars a month. You know, that's four episodes for two dollars, basically, because we don't miss every Monday. We we're miss. here for you. So, um, if you're listening and you have extra time and extra extra cash you know find five bucks and uh annie up that would be really that would be really awesome and we would be very very appreciative so um there's your end of the episode plug to become a patron or just leave a review right chris absolutely we love reviews we love emails um we love subscriptions and follows um any any of those things um are fantastic it's time yeah i think it's time we've been friends for a while at this point or we've been enemies for a while Right. It's been one-sided for a while. Yeah, I would say. But that's the thing. I mean, if they if 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 people are here and they hate us, I mean, they they don't really have many options. If they're here and they hate us, does did we win? I mean, I don't know what that is. I think we won. I think we've won. Oh. Uh, that's that's great. Well, that's pretty good. I guess I'd rather I'd rather you not I'd rather you like us and support us than be here and hate us, obviously. Yeah, you should. Spend your time doing other things. Um, Additionally, shout out to our producer, Drew McFadden, uh, 77 up, 77 down, plus a small handful of bonus episodes. Uh, Drew has been here throughout all of it, and uh, we'll see him in a couple of weeks' time. Really looking forward to that. Um, Ethan, I was on the phone with Drew uh, this past weekend. I don't think I have seen him in person since 2015. Wow. I mean, yeah, that that makes sense. It has almost been 10 years. Wow. You guys, I can speak on it that you guys are both very different people yeah. <laughs> than you were yeah, back 100%. then. <laughs> yep. Drew, yeah. Drew, Drew moved out to California. You went, you've lived in like two states since then. Yeah. You guys are, it'll be, it'll be fun. That'll be good. I, we're definitely going to do, I talked to him as well and I, we got to do a, we're going to do a podcast all in the same room yeah. uh, for sure. That'd we got to get, we got to do one, Yeah, do something. I'm not sure what exactly, but we'll have everybody in the same room and we'll be chatting it up that's gonna be great I, i'm i'm i love that you'll be able to we'll be able to hang out yeah you'll be able to see him after 10 years <laughs> yeah that'll be really cool well um 
I already shared my song of the week, but yeah. Do you have any other comments about you, it? No. <laughs> I think I said them all. <laughs> I think I said Every, it all. Everything's it's been on, said. <laughs> everything's yeah. Everything's been said. Um, yeah. This is uh. This is your. This is your. Your bit right now. Wow, you have the floor. I have the floor. Okay. So, well. Um, yeah. Bearing in mind that this episode is released on September 12th, so you're listening to this on the 12th or later, uh, my song of the week is going to be uh, from the pen of Phoebe Bridgers. I'm going back to the well. Uh, I'm picking Garden Song, and um, for me, uh, I listened to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers a few a few uh, autumns ago um, at a point in my life where I was kind of uh, changing paths, trying to get my shit together. Uh, try not to be a sad boy. And uh, I listened to a lot of Phoebe, um, Phoebe, Julian Baker, soccer, mommy, all that shit. I was, I was hammering a few falls ago and it's one of those things where once you get out of it, you find yourself wanting to be nostalgic about a shitty point in your life. And like, you can't let yourself do that, but your right. brain, your brain really, really tries to, <laughs> to get you to do that. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of those songs remind me of fall, particularly that fall. And, um, gonna be my song of the week i was just listening to it a couple nights ago it came up on shuffle or something and i was like oh wow like i remember this one i remember where where i was when this one was by my side so we're gonna throw that out into the world get that on the playlist because we uh we have music for all seasons on the on the songs of the week playlist that's awesome that's a good addition she's been on she's been on the playlist before oh yeah so that's good yeah yeah she um she torn with what didn't she did she release a tour Last night I saw something. Um, oh, she's been doing. I kind of want to see her again. I would love to see her again. Yeah. I had a I had a shitty experience at my first Phoebe show. I kind of did too. Yeah, yeah, the fucking I was at the Leader Bank Pavilion, which I said is my yeah. least favorite venue in the history of concert venues. <laughs> I fucking hated it. It was terrible. The merch terrible. the merch really line was like two hours long, and like everybody was out there, and I was just like, you know, you're so far away too. So when the merch line is super long, um, do you wait or do you buy online? So I waited for that one. Or, I threaded the needle, though. I I I was able. I, I didn't miss. <laughs> <You> cut the line. <laughs> I didn't cut the line. No, I just timed it perfectly. I I saw what I needed to see from the opener, which was Muna. Um, I saw them play Silk Chiffon along with Phoebe on stage, and I was like, "All right, that's my cue." And I got in, and I was nice. back uh, before uh, before Phoebe got into it. So, um, oh, nice. yeah, they were just completely. They were just completely overblown because every sad boy and every sad girl was in line. And they wanted some Phoebe merch, so I can't blame right. them. I was, I was there to, with they them. They were ready to pay. Yeah. yeah. What's your strategy? Well, I was going to say sometimes, like, I mean, it's so simple. You can just buy online. Right. But, but sometimes um, you get those tour exclusives that they don't put online. Right. I was going to say there's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not and easy. I have a much, yeah, I have a much higher percentage. I, I try to buy there because if I put it to, you know, if I, I leave the responsibility to go home and buy it online. Sometimes I I'll push it off, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, don't know, I buy a cheeseburger instead. But exactly. so I always I try to I try to buy, but man, I hate waiting the line. But it's tough. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps her up. Um, I think it does. Nice solid episode. Um, go out and listen to you know Gish. Go listen to Siamese Dream, and and you know listen to the new ones too. Why not? Yeah, we'll we'll hop in. I might too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get in there. But go listen to your Smashing Pumpkins this week. It's a great week for it. October is right around the corner, which is prime pumpkin smashing time. So let's get to it. Anything else, Chris? No, that's about it. Thanks, everyone, for your time. Uh, And we'll we'll see you you next week. 
In the words of a wise man, take it easy for all us sinners out there. <laughs> In the words of a wise man, I never made it as a wise man. <laughs> never made it as a poor man. <laughs> Stealing. All right, love you guys. Yeah. We'll be back next love week, everybody. same time. Enjoy your week. Be well. Take care. Rock. And lastly, rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. And lastly, lastly, rock and roll. P.S. P.S. <laughs> Fuck us. Let's Stay get out of heavy. here. Let's get okay. out of here. Back See you, everybody. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done here, Dennis. It's over. <laughs> Let me go put my hair on. It's hot. <laughs>